What's going on? This is uh, beer today, beer tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're kicking it here at the Controlled Chaos Art Show, hosted by Art and Hustle at the Image Gallery at 1501 Broadway, Brooklyn, New York. It's a collective art show with over 20 artists. Features beats by D. Harper, Minefield Productions, uh, live music by T-Rock and Dud Music, live paintings by uh, Rise Boogie, uh, live model painting by Albertus Joseph and Arminda Janeth Flores. Shout out to all the vendors. Special shout out to Juice Garden BK, who is actually also a sponsor. And of course, beer today, beer tomorrow, here in full effect representing Justin. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I'm chilling. Great to be back at another show. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about today's show, man. I mean, uh, uh, how do you feel about this whole thing? Uh, it, 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 this is a great vibe, uh, uh, great show. Uh, lots of cool artists. Uh, we're sitting here drinking some beers. Can't be mad at it. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah, you know, without further ado, we're going we're gonna to kick this off. This is going to be a series of, uh, of interviews with several different artists. Um, we hope you enjoy the show. And, of course, there's going to be a lot of craft beer. So, uh, yeah, you know, enjoy and cheers. Cheers. Guys, uh, beer today, beer tomorrow. We, we have a very special guest with us today. Sir, please introduce yourself. My name is Ramer Martinez Sanchez. And uh, give us a little backstory on the name. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> so my name is Rammer. Yes, you heard right. It's a mixture of my parents' name, basically. R-A-M for Ramon, which is my dad, and M-E-R for Mercedes, which is my mom. So, Rammer is actually my name. Not a rapper name or anything like that. Uh, it's my bona fide name. That's what, all right, all right. So now, now tell us a little bit about the art that you have here today and what inspired you to create it. Well, I guess the kind of art that I do, if I was to name it anything, would be the style of calligraffiti, which is pretty much marrying calligraphy, which is the old, with graffiti, which is the new. And it's a whole culture behind that. The graffiti world is a culture, the calligraphy world is a culture, and the calligraffiti world is a culture. So, I get inspired by letter forms, and I get inspired from dialogue. Basically, we could be having a dialogue, and I might catch a point, or we're just having this one moment where it gets pretty much understood that if I was to write this down, it would be a thing. And I get inspired by moments like that. On top of that, it makes it more of a collaborative effort. Like, it's not all me. It's not, like, ego-driven or anything like that. Like, I feel like it's like I, it's part of everyone. And, like, there's a little bit of everyone in the pieces. Okay. Okay, now, what made you get into calligraphy? Where, where did, have you ever painted on train cars? Like, did it, and did it lead to that? or Actually, no, no. Um, I... Graffiti was always in my culture, right? It's okay. always part of like, and not just in my culture, like hip hop, but that's actually the surface of it, if anything. I mean, more like the people that I would meet that do art, they would like the style that they would do would be graffiti style, there's a certain sense of aesthetics, um, code of ethics. Um, so I was immersed on that aspect, I was immersed in the graffiti culture, but not necessarily like hitting, hitting trains or anything like that. But just letter forms is what got me. Like just the love for letter forms as much as it's equal, if not comparative to the love that I have for like figurative figures and, and, and depicting pictures or whatever have you. 
Okay. So okay. what what initially got you like what what was it? Was there a specific moment or event that really got you into into this whole thing, into art in general? I don't think so. I think it was probably one of those things that I always had it until just like synergy made it balanced enough for me to like do it. Um, I mean, I was taught graphic in graphic design and undergrad, my undergrad school, so it's like typography, letter forms is always part of my life, and it's everywhere, also. So I don't, I don't really think there was a set moment, but when I started seeing more calligraphy artists out there, that was a definite inspiration in a sense of like I'm doing this already, and there's a thing out there that I didn't know was I was part of. That was probably if not. If, if, if that was an actual, if, that, if, if you if you would call that a moment, that would be the moment. Like the idea that, oh, I've been doing this all in my own little, under a rock, right? In my own vacuum. And then I didn't realize that it was part of a, a big culture that isn't big enough. You know, I think I might be the only calligraphy artist in New York City. Wow. Wow. Right. Really? Wow. Now, yeah. now, I think I before, think so. exclusively calligraphy, yeah. They said it's a big Europe thing. Europe, Russia. Actually, it's like spots all over. Indonesia, like Venezuela. Russia is big in Russia. Um, it's spots all over the world. And it's crazy because graffiti started uptown Manhattan and Kingsbridge, Bronx in the 70s and early 80s. Actually, 60s too. It started there, right? Um in New York City and for some reason the calligraphy aspect of it isn't really here no. which is odd yeah it's, a, it's similar it's very parallel to what's going on in hip hop I guess right so, <laughs> so yeah it's your drop yeah oh so uh, you know calligraphy to, to if you could explain if you could put that in words for audience who are listening in like how would you describe that well you have like modern letters, Helvetica and all that, right? Then you got the graffiti, which is like, like I said, started late 70s and, 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 and 80s. And then you got like black letter and like runes and ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. You know, you have like all these things that are old and all these things that are happening right now that is fresh and is happening right now. So to marry both of them, it's to make both the old and the new even something different, even more something different. So that, I think, is the, the aspect of calligraphy. Um, it's also, to me, at least personally, I think that with my line of work, you know, you got people from all walks of life, people that read Arabic, people that lyric, people that, that Korean, Japanese, right? You've got all these little, all these different styles of writing and languages. And I think that personally, what I'm trying to do is marry everything. Right. Make it one world in the canvas. So, and it has all these styles from any era, any country, doesn't matter. But because you have them all kind of like included democratically, visually, 
someone from another culture might see something that you from another culture might see something else. But at the very least, there's an overlap where you both could appreciate it and have a dialogue. Back sure. to the dialogue. Yeah. It's like a sandwich effect, right? Yeah. I, I get inspired by dialogue. I write something down. People look at it and they get inspired to talk about it. More dialogue. Yes. Now, now, now tell us about the words in some of these paintings. All right. I'm not going to speak about the one on top because that's like, I, I could talk about it for a minute. Okay. Yeah, it's the Tao Te Ching, by the, the way. Like, the, we, will, we, will, we will just put bottom, that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I also, I, I do spoken word and I, I write. So sometimes I use some of my own writings. Okay. And there's something that I performed at the New York weekend for Martin Luther King's birthday. And this, this, I called it, art is the youest you, you can you. And I thought it was like a nice little quotable thing. Art is the USU you can use. So one of the pieces is art is the USU you can use. There we go. Yes. So, so now if, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, where, where can they go to find out about you? Well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm an open book. You could just Google me or like just search me on Facebook. Rammer, R-A-M-M-E-R, Martinez Sanchez. Or catch me on Instagram, Rammer twice but the last r of the first name is the first r of the second name so it would be like rammer ammer rammer ammer <laughs> <laughs> and now do you, you have any shows coming up just this one right now are you and here the image at the 15th yeah um supreme bars like shout out to supreme bars it's a hip-hop competition for both mcs and producers we're celebrating the three-year the three anniversary at Supreme Bars. And I, I am the... Being that Supreme Bars is all about the elements of hip-hop, I represent the element of graffiti. So nice. I've been going there continuously for the last two and a half years, almost all three years of them being in operation. And we're celebrating um, their three-year anniversary, Monday, December the 18th, Bleecker Street, just Google Supreme Bars and maybe put Rammer. And please, I would love to see you there. Nice. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the show, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah. I will be Cheers. listening Cheers. to you and looking forward to your podcast. Absolutely. And, oh, Absolutely. by the way, what did you think of the beer? I'm sorry? What did you think of the beer? I love the ginger. Oh, there you go. It's a nice Saison, it's, man. It's, I love it. Cheers. 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 All right, BTBT, BT, we are back at it. We have another very, very special artist. Please introduce yourself. My name is Adriana Sharp, and I am from Ecuador, South America. All right, no doubt. Shout Ecuador. out to Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wow. yeah. Cool. Um, Wait, where's your wife from? My, my wife is from Ecuador. Okay. Um, well, her, her family, it, it's like a mix. Part of them are from Quito, and part of them are from a place where I don't know. Um, <laughs> her name is Rachel. Okay, I don't know her. For a second, I thought I know her. <laughs> So, uh, t tell us tell us a little bit about your art, and tell us about what, what you do. My art, I call it like the expression of the human condition. I started painting when I was four years old. Wow. And then I had my first show when I was nine, and um, I studied under a master, his name was uh, Osvaldo Ayasmin, and then he died, and then I was sad, and then I became a professional basketball player. Okay. You became a professional Ooh, basketball, basketball player? player? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is what? an interesting okay, step off, to take. 
first I was an athlete, right? I just run and then I jump very high, so they wanted me for rebound. So they trained me and then I just became this beast number 12. That's what they call me. 69 points in one game. What, 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 what position? I play all of them. All of them? So, yeah, well, so all yeah. five? Yes, you have to consider that in Ecuador it's like everybody is like 5'2, five 5'3, five and then I'm like 5'7. Okay. <laughs> you, well, you're like a giant in Ecuador. You basically. Yeah, you, yeah I'm considered yeah. a tall person over there. Yeah. 61 points in a game. That's crazy. 69 points. Yeah. So, so that is I straight balling. To, I used to be committed. I used to have a schedule. I used to train every day. And, um, more likely, I used to stay, uh, train more with the with the male team. Yeah. They were, you know, bigger. Big guys. Yeah. 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 Wow. That, that, that's actually a very interesting uh, uh, fact. Very interesting. Now, where, where are your paintings here? Your art, where's your art? Over there. Uh, with the, the lips. lips. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Studio 54. <laughs> so so tell, tell, us a little bit, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind these lips. And we'll, we're going to take some pictures of this so the audience can see this on our website. And we'll link to your, your, your website and your social media accounts. But take us through this. What was the inspiration behind this? Okay, for the lips, I just arrived in the city maybe like five months ago. I lived in uh, North Carolina. When I was over there, I was uh, commissioned by Lancome, the makeup line, to make some lips. So that's when it started. So everybody's like, I like your lips. And then I decided that I wanted to have like universal lips. You know, I live for everybody. Now, are you are you a cigar, cigarette smoke? Because I see a lot of lips. They have cigarettes. They got cigars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I also I do a lot of cubism. I mean, I've been a I've been a commission uh, commission painter for like twenty six years almost. So I've always painted stuff for people. So at some point, I decided when I was thirty, I decided I wanna be like you know like a solo artist. I wanna make my own stuff and then. I was, what do I paint now? You know, because a lot of people that go their emotions stuff, and then I pretty much I paint what I see and, and like people's feelings. A lot of people don't even know how they feel, but I do, and I just paint it. I don't know if you never, uh, I don't know if you haven't seen like my other line, because I have like different, it's like a very big line that all goes together, but when you see it together, then it makes sense. So, so now, just taking a step back, so you said you, you were into art, then you got into, like, basketball. So now how did you get back into art? Oh, well, I never stopped, like, I stopped you, you being, like, a solo artist, having shows and stuff like yeah. that. I did commission paintings for the town and people. Like, I sell art to people in Belgium and, like, um, what else? Uh, Brazil, Peru, uh, a lot of places in the States. So it's like I really didn't stop, but it was not like now. You know, like right now I'm an artist, 24-7. That's all that I do. And I make this whole collection. I make 27 paintings in the last seven days. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I, so you've been grinding. Yeah, well, I'm talking. I have a show going on right now at Dumbo. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Well, so you, cool. got a lot, you got a lot of stuff going on then, right? Today, yeah. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Today. So I'm walking like a sound beer. I feel like that's how New York works, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Everything at once. Yeah. Nothing. But nothing. I did like before I became a painter. I did like all the other things, you know, like I was married, then divorced, then um, I made it to nationals and pool. I play pool. Really? Yeah. Wow. And also um, poker. I almost made it. Poker. To the all right. Yeah. A little Texas Hold'em. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
She's done it all. She's done, She's done it all, folks. Yeah. So when you yeah. take a walk to like my artwork and then you see it together, like you see all of that, you like be like where she's been. Like she gonna get my business. Wow, she's laying out the business cards right now. No, like, These are some nice you, looking business cards. It tells you where I've been. You know, it's a story. This is Ecuador. Yeah. Oh, the corruption started in the United States. I'm gonna separate it for you. So, 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 take us through this journey here. Take us through because each business card is unique and it's different. So, tell us a little bit about this. Well, it's pretty much like a long story. I've been around people for like a long time. I pretty, pretty much I lived in like. 12 cities maybe 12 and cities? I've been to like wow. 45 cities and I have always like watching people because I you know like I study that like whoa the human behavior <laughs> <laughs> so I observe a lot of things like we're talking about like I've been uh, in a small town where they have the country we're talking about like deep in the country like for the farmers and then you see the life in the city of that country town. Then you go to the real city, and then you see the life in the city, and then you see the difference. So that's what I paint about. Like people's feelings, sadness, confused, confidence, love. This is like the time that I spent on the South, I noticed the people was passing aggressive. I noticed the people, <laughs> I feel Down it. South, yeah. So that's why they have dark eyes. Because everybody's hiding something. Well, like, I, that's, I think that's a fair statement. I think everybody might be hiding a little something, right? Yeah. Collection that is called food porn. What is it called? Food porn. Food porn. Okay. I like that. I see that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you want to see your food porn? Look at the sushi bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm digging that. I like that. You can also see my humor in my painting. Sure, sure. I was pushed to do a collection. You know, like, I started my master. Um, when I started my master, like, his thing, it was Cubism. So he was on the same time of Pablo Picasso. Like, you can find this, his stuff in, like, Christie's and stuff like that. So, right now, it's like they have, like, that Basquiat movement going on, right? So, the first thing that somebody asked me when I came to Brooklyn is, like, this person commissioned me to do the paintings, right? And he's like, I want something like Basquiat. And I say, okay, well, I mean, what part do you want of it? Like, you want a message or, um, like, what is it you want? And he's like, I don't know. I just want, like, think, think, think. So, I was funny about it. I make a whole painting about myself, and then I just put, like, the Basquiat crown on the top. Right. And then I stand in the back and I look at people looking at my artwork, being like, "Yeah, this is definitely a basket piece." Just going based on the ground, like you know, right, right, like right. observations. Like I'm working on writing a book, so yeah, like you know, like you're living like two different lives. Like when I live in South America, there I was a legend, then I was a hero. I saved people from like fire, babies from the street. Like you would not believe it. I was, I was. <laughs> so wait. You seem like you have like one of the most interesting backstories we can we we came yeah. across. It's like you seem like you've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, in order to understand me, then you have to look at my parents. Oh, really? So, yes. My father, he's um, American. He had me 
when he was 65, he fought like World War II. Oh, wow. And he was a professor, he was a civil engineer, he was a master carpenter, he was a painter, and an entrepreneur that came to South America to steal national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had you when he was 65. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. How, how did you? How did he meet your mom? It was just business. They married, so he can get papers to stay on the on the city. And I guess she wanted to come over there, over here, but they fell in love, and then my sister happened, and I was a surprise. You were the surprise. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's what's up. That, that's really cool. That's that really is pretty cool. Hey, hey you know, I got something to look forward to. I'm 65. Yeah. <laughs> I might have a kid. There you go. <laughs> I also I also do carpentry with my work, like I do coffee tables, but I, I didn't bring it. Like I was just running like a crazy person in the last day. Wow. So I mean, it, it, if there's a way you could you could just kind of describe your art or your inspiration, I, I don't even. I mean, you've said you've done so many things. I don't even know if you can answer this question, but how would you describe your motivation and your passion behind your art? My passion is people. I'm a people person. I like people. I like to know. I see somebody, I'll go and I have to know everything, you know? And then I put it on my canvas. It's like, I think the, the thing came out when I was in South America. I was to be a journalist, you know, to write. And then when I came over here, then I learned English in two months. So then I still have that broken English thing. So things that you learn in English and the other things that you learn in Spanish, I could have put it on a book because sometimes, like, I don't even know in what language I'm thinking. So, the best idea to me was express it on a canvas, tell a story. Yes. At some point, like, I'm gonna put it together in a book, and then I'm gonna put in it like where it came from. I mean, from from 61 points in a game to saving babies from fires. I mean, you got a lot going on. It's like when I decided to be a solo, like a solo artist, I went to I quit my job like a crazy person, right? And then I go to this gallery and I say, hey, so what do I need to like, be in this gallery? And he asked me three questions that I didn't have. He said, can you mass produce? And I say, uh, no. Have you ever won a competition? And I was just like, um, I never enter a competition, you know? And what was the other question that he asked me? Is I've been in the newspaper. And then he says, you can give me those three, I have you in my gallery. That was a great gallery in, in North Carolina. So. I went and I did that. I won a competition. I was in the newspaper. And because I quit my job wow. and I thought that I can just be an artist, I was like, it's one way that a person get, it's, you can do something and it's like the struggles they need. So I had like $35,000 on my account and then I blew them. I went on a road trip in the city. I stayed like in different states and then I came back. When I came back, I found me the most humble job because I used to work in retail yeah. in North Carolina. Like, hi, and I was like, um, I used to dress boys. That's called that? Um, a stylist. A stylist? Yeah, okay. wash pastry, yada, yada, and all that right, stuff. Right, right. So at that moment, when I was working in the most humble spot in a mall, selling sunglasses, desperation hit me. I started the process of painting. I went from months to hours to minutes. Wow. Like that, didn't mean, believe it or not. And then looking around what you have to put it together. That's the process of creating for me. That's how it's Wow, wow. That's pretty, that, that, I mean, it, it, your backstory sounds sounds amazing. 
I mean, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, you're on social media, your website, you want to plug yeah, into that? Yeah, everything is um, Adriana Sharp. Adriana Sharp. Instagram, and, uh, yeah, that's where I am. I'm horrible with the media. Just Instagram and sometimes Facebook. Instagram, okay, cool. Yeah. Guys, you have any other questions? Yeah, what do you think about, have you tasted the beer? What do you think about it? I like it, it's mellow, it's like nice. Okay, okay. Are you a big craft beer person? Like, what do you normally drink when you drink? No, I like this beer. Okay. I don't like the ones that, um, I like light beer. Light beer. It's like my country, we're like liquor. Come on, yeah. everybody drinks liquor over there. They say we'll spill blood before alcohol. <laughs> there you go. And then we have the beers called like Pilsener's. The yeah. only beer yeah. that I remember when okay. I was there. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. I mean, uh, really love what you're doing. I, I mean, your artwork is awesome. So, um, yeah, definitely. Thank, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Well, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. All right, so we're back at it. We have another very special guest with us, another great artist. Sir, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Albertus Joseph. I'm an artist uh, from New York, from Queens originally, uh, but I, uh, my studio is in New Jersey now. Uh, what part of Queens? East Elmhurst All right. and uh, Laurelton. Alright, very, very cool. So um, tell us a little bit about your art and what inspires you. Uh, my work uh, is a uh, labor of love. It's, uh, I'm consumed by it. Uh, I do it every day. Uh, I have an incessant need to be around it, to be involved, to be enveloped by it. Uh, I am a narcissist because of it. <laughs> uh, I lose a lot of uh, friends and uh, I ignore a lot of family because of it. And uh, it's a great excuse to do those things. <laughs> there you go. So what... what initially brought you into to this world like what inspired you to get involved with artistic expression oh uh, well what is what in, what well my work is centered more or less I, I paint a lot of uh women and um the basis for that is the uh i i was brought up in a matriarchal household you know, okay. My father was there, my uncles were there, my grandpa, everybody was there. But the women in, of the, uh, the Albertus uh, household ran shit. Like they, <laughs> they, did ev like, they were the first line of defense. When it got to grandpa, grand, uh, the uncles or dad, uh, the shit was over. By the okay. time they, they dropped the hammer on you, you knew you were, you know, you, you didn't know if you were going to survive it. <laughs> but mom and aunts and my sister that I still spare the scars from her kicking me in the balls for <laughs> telling, me to, uh, telling her to go to hell after she tried to tell me what to do when I was seven years old. And I, I decided I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Well, my sister had to, you know, drop the, the law on me. So, so... So, so the the art the art aspect why I'm so infatuated with the I ideology of of women is because our our society doesn't see them the way I was brought up. I was brought up that they were equal, if not better. And uh, yeah, the better part is is a is an opinion. Um, but the equal part was was the lay of the land of the law. You know they. Yeah. They, they, my, my parents traded off on things. It wasn't always my father giving the ass whoopings. 
was mostly my my mother, um, and she utilized all kind of things that would probably land her in jail today. But um, <laughs> this was so, old school so, ass whoopings. Exactly. Yeah, those are like the, you know their brooms, extension cords, <laughs> parts of a broken pot or or glass or frying sugar flying sugar bowl or whatever she had. You know, she was just like a a, a chancleta, whatever she had to throw, she would hit you with it. So. Um, it's it's been my opinion that once we dissolve this whole crazy social experiment of thinking that men are the the better part of the human race when two thirds of us are women, that I think that we can start having more robust conversations about other things. Uh, women being marginalized, seventy uh, percent. Uh, a white woman makes 74 percent of what a white man makes a black woman in the same thing makes about 50 something percent and the percentages doesn't matter if it's not a hundred percent equal sure so i I like to paint to put it in a nutshell kick-ass women and i'd like to paint meaningful uh, uh character strong resilient people uh, I, I do paint men, but I, I find these characteristics in, in a lot of my friends and associates that decide to get painted. So. Okay. And when did you start? Winded answer. No, no, okay. yeah, no, 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 that, that was answer. a great answer. Uh, when did you start painting? Well, my mom was an artist. Okay. So I started uh, doing artwork as a child. On the rainy days when I couldn't go outside, when kids still played outside. Remember those days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long they time didn't, ago. didn't play video games. My yeah. kids don't <laughs> play outside. <laughs> they have all kind of allergies, and here I am. I don't have anything. You know? uh, I don't hardly get sick. I used to eat dirt for crying out loud. You know? <laughs> yeah, that boosted your immune, immune system. Trying to China. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing the I used to do. anything. You know? Yeah. And then the Marine Corps. Okay. That helped, too. You're in the Marines. Be- yeah, uh, I did almost 10 years. Wow. In the wow. Marine Corps Reserves, I was a uh, 0311 for uh, all of those grunts out there. Hoorah. Um, were, you, were you active at all? or I got activated for the Gulf War. Okay. But I, I joined the Marine Corps while going through college thinking that, you know, hey, you know, you got the Montgomery Bill or whatever bill, GI Bill, but it doesn't apply to reservists. The Montgomery Bill did. And so I thought I'd make extra money to put my ass through college. I went to Rutgers University. Um, nice. uh, Mason Grace uh, School of the Arts and so uh, that's how I got started in the Marine Corps but it was just like being at home really? <laughs> just like it home my father was tougher so can you tell us a little bit about the um, the art that you have here today the pieces you have the well, body painting all that I, I see a lot of guns guns yeah well guns are a great metaphor for uh, strength Okay. Um, semiotically speaking, guns speak towards the power, the strength of a nation, the power of, you know, people feel empowered by them. Sure. So I use it semiotically to, to express the power or, or, or the inner power uh, of people uh, that we all have. You know, uh, I think, I believe it was um, Admiral W.C. Nimitz in the Battle of uh, Okinawa, I believe. Uh, said that uncommon valor is a common virtue in the theater of war. And um, that always, one thing at a Marine Corps that taught me something, because it didn't teach me much, but um, 
other than how to, you know, how to put up with bullshit. <laughs> um, but outside of that, to be an efficient killer and all that stuff, uh, not so much. You either have it in you or you don't. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so the, 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 the inclusion of, of, of guns is just a metaphorical uh, aspect of my work for power. And that's something we call, you know, disagree with or agree with, but that's what the metaphor is. Okay. And, and tell us a little bit about the, uh, the body painting. So how do you get inspired to do that? Like, what, what's your process? That's a funny thing because I actually don't like to body paint. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has, he has two models walking around. I think it's super creepy. Um, We're getting it, up close and personal when you're doing the body painting. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a turn on. I'd give it that much. Maybe because I'm not a mature. Um, <laughs> But uh, the the body painting here, I was asked to do it. I have done it on occasion, you know. It's it. Uh, so what I did was I decided to, uh, you know, I'm a fine artist. So uh, I I just painted some something that inspires me, uh, muses, you know. So just double-edged sword. It's, it's, a, it's a demonic or a satanic or a negative. Uh, ideology behind something that consumes you uh, something that you're addicted to you know so that's why they're both beautiful and ugly yet you know very present very real um, so that's that was my spin on why they have horns and stuff like that so then the idea behind horns actually which is really funny is that uh, the cornucopia uh, which is a symbol of Thanksgiving, a symbol of, of harvest mm -hmm. and stuff like that, uh, was, came from paganistic religions that believed that the all-god during the harvest broke his horn off mm -hmm. and offered it to man so he could eat. Yep. And so that's why we have these goofy baskets wove that don't serve any purpose. <laughs> you can't carry them on your back. They're just the most... Right. Orthodox things, but it's 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 a symbol of a horn. Yeah, right. That the Christian religion or Christianity went and turned it into an evil right. worshiping thing. So they had put them horns on them because they. Go. That's you know this sem, this uh, semiotically speaking, we think of it negatively. It actually isn't because we still practice. Yeah, we still receive Thanksgiving with a horn. So yeah, this is like a big like centerpiece. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's I'm always thinking of things that are fucked up. That shit. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, of course. Okay. You say whatever you want. Shit. Fuck. Damn. Cut. Okay. <laughs> all that. All that's good. So, uh, yeah. Um, so that and in, in, in these two things, I was thinking uh, of the things that move me. You know, and and uh, I I believe it was uh, I don't remember it the writer of the poem but uh, he says something about petitioning your demon to tend to your needs and uh, so that's metaphorically what I did I painted my demons very interesting very, very cool very, very cool very cool and if people want to find out more about what you're doing you have a website social media anything like that you want to promote yeah I mean like me on Instagram uh, follow me on Instagram uh, it's Albertus Joseph uh you could Google me. I'm Albertus Joseph. Uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, it's Albertus Joseph. 
I even have a hat, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Says Alberta's Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, rather than wear Tommy Hilfiger, I figured I'd put my own damn name on my Yeah, hat. right? Makes sense. Yeah. And I like your Queens hat, too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're in Queens yeah, all day. He's a Queens guy. we we, we from yeah. Pittsburgh on this side I, of I'm things. rocking Brooklyn because okay. Brooklyn shows me so much love. There we go. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at now. Yeah, yeah that's where we're at now. Prodigal son. <laughs> <laughs> So is, is there anything else that you would like to leave the audience with that they should know about you, about your art, you know, about your process? Anything like that you want to leave you want to leave the people with? Oh, well, yeah. I would like to say something to all my artist friends out there. Yeah. And it, this is just like uh, from one grinder to another that uh, the struggle is real. And um, you should never give up on yourself. If you give up on your art, you're walking away from yourself. And uh, that your work should, you should treat it like it's uh, something to be worshipped. It's an aspect of you and what you put into it. And integrity is everything. So with that, just never forget that in everything you do, if you give it your absolute attention and uh, take a great amount of care and patience um, and a high amount of integrity and things just almost always come out right that, that's great Th those are great part words man absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, how do so you, you feel about the beer that. how do you feel about the beer though I really like this I mean I, I, I like uh, microbrewery stuff is that what that is uh, this I believe is a pair. This is from Dogfish, Dogfish Head. Dogfish right? Head, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're a craft beer. They're craft beer, but they're like one. Oh, they're yeah, they're like so one of the I, biggest I like craft beers. One of the OGs, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of like the, the Millers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now these these guys led the charge of the small places. Yeah, I, I I think the thing about craft beer, it's a lot like fine art. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, there's it. it there's like someone sat here and really thought about this, you know, and thought about this process. And thought about the people that are going to be drinking it. It's not mass. Uh, it's, it's not cheapened. Right. You know, it's 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 complex. There's know, layers to it. Budweiser probably spills more beer in their process than these guys actually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, and and you can taste it. You can taste the attention to detail. Again, the integrity behind something is that someone's making a product, right? That they wanted to appeal to people, but. They actually give a fuck about their product. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they gave sure. so much. Like this beer, so many different flavors and nuances and things that are going on in it. You just can't find in Budweiser. I'm not trying to right. keep Budweiser in the ass, but they suck. They do. They, they do. do suck. They really and suck. and they, they don't, it's what you said about like actually caring about the product. They don't. No. They, they do the standard kind of mad scientist type of brew. Right. And, and it, that is what it is. And there's no flavor. There's no depth to it. Nothing. That's why you can get it for like two, three dollars. It's, it's yeah. Melba toast. That's what my yeah. mom used to say. <laughs> the lowest common denominator. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just like eating uh, matzahs, and I like matzahs with butter. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, without butter, they're not really worth eating. It's just it's like eating air, you know? fluffy stuff. Yeah, but I love the beer. Awesome, man. Thank Great. you. And All right. thank you so much for spending some time with us, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank nice you, man. Cheers. You thank you. This is Be It Today, Be It Tomorrow. We are back at it. We have another very special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Sheila Perez, but I'm known by Lila. 
Leela. Leela Abstract. Very cool. So, well, where did the nom de plume come from? I'm sorry. Where where did where did the name come from? Leela. Yeah. Oh, it was given to me by my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> right. He said it was it was shorter than Sheila, uh -huh. but it still kind of rhymed with Sheila, so Leela. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it's catchy. I, I like it. I like Thank it. Thank you. Me too. So, so um, you know, tell us a little bit about the pieces that you have here today. Okay, so I brought four pieces. The first one is called Smear. So, as an abstract artist, I don't paint with brushes. I use my hands or tools. So, for example, the first painting you're looking at is called Smear, the one on the bottom right-hand side. I did that with a Samsung charger. With I a Samsung charger? Yeah, the back piece of a Samsung charger. I dipped it in some paint and smeared it and try to give it uh, some kind of uh, uh, abstract look of different uh, colors and shapes all intermingled with each other. And I also paint 360, so I flip a canvas, I paint on the floor. And uh, for, uh, the other piece I paint is called Savage, and that is a piece I did with Tupperware. So I take Tupperware, really? different shapes of Tupperware squares and circles and triangles, and I just dip it in paint, and I use a smearing technique with it as well. Wow. So now, now what well, was first off, Android all day. I like this. Uh, Android all day. <laughs> yes. So now, what, what, what inspires you to paint like that? All right. So it's, it does come from a story. Now, we want to hear some. We love stories. We want to hear your story. Okay. So in uh, 2015, I had a hysterectomy. We, I had about 15 kind of uh, precancerous cells, tumors. And while I was under anesthesia for eight hours, I dreamt about being in a roller coaster. And I was going through shapes, like tons of shapes, squares and triangles. I was under for eight hours. Wow. And uh, when I woke up, I, I do come from a family that paints, and my brothers and sisters and my aunts and uncle, my wow. father. And uh, so I guess it came on later on in life for me to paint. And when I woke up, it took me about six hours to recover. I saw the same thing, a lot of blackness, a lot of, but a lot of shapes. And then within three months, I decided to put it on canvas. And I started painting after that, painting after that. Once I sold my first few pieces um, as commission work, I just continued because I mean it makes wow. me, I stand out one because it's a story. It was part of my recovery. I, if anyone knows what a hysterectomy is, you know, as a woman losing her organs or possibly have, you know would have had cancer in the future, I had to make the decision to have surgery at such a young age at 41. I'm 43 right now, so um, that's what I paint. I paint what I feel, my emotions about being a woman and coming through that and surviving, you know, having pre-cancer. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry you went through that, but it seems like you, you were able to turn that into something very positive, yeah. right? Yeah, the pain. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I wanted to go big or go home, and then I just wanted to be able to put full expression onto my canvases, meaning I don't paint with a brush because everyone paints with a brush. I said, you know what? I'm poor. <laughs> I'm actually not working right now, so I'm going to use whatever I find. You know what? That looks good. Hey, there it goes. That's my uh, tool for painting. So. I paint with different things, yeah. So now, the, the pieces you have here today, was it was a specific um, feeling or experience that made you want to paint that? Like yes. what, what was what was the So, going for on example, there? if we look at the top, uh, the one on the top, yeah. it's called Psycho Baby. And that one I did with candle holders and round circle Tupperwares, the one on the left-hand side. If you look in the middle, you might be able to see the abstract piece, which is someone riding a bicycle. So one of the things I missed after having surgery was riding bike. I used to do borrow to borrow. I'm from Queens, so I would travel from Queens to Brooklyn. Queens all day. This is a Queens, Queens guy. Day. This is a Queens guy right here. Story originally. Oh, me too. Oh, it's really? Yeah. Ditmars. I was right off at of Ditmars. Ah. I, I was on Ditmars and uh, 35th. Ah, there you go. Okay, I was on Steinway and 38th Street. I went to Bryant. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Thank you. Queens all day. And, um, so, Psycho yeah. Baby. I was riding. <laughs> I was riding my bicycle. 
and um, a car cut me off and I had to slam onto him and slamming onto him caused me to have a hip injury. Oh wow. So I just painted that. <laughs> I used my you know hands to smear it and just painted that experience. Wow. So yeah. That's what I pick. I mean because it tells a story and I hope I'm hoping that whoever sees the artwork falls in love with the story behind it and just the, the colors and the fact that it's not brush. That's my hands. Now, how, how often are you creating? Like, how how, yeah, how long did that, um, well, for instance, did that take? Savage uh, was about eight hours. I eight hours. I do it in one shot. Mm -hmm. Eight one, hours. I, wow. I won't stop until I finish seeing what I'm seeing. Okay. And right now I'm working on a piece that's five feet. And it's a woman, a naked woman. She's called Plum Pussy. <laughs> you got to say it like that, Plum Pussy. Can I say Plum Pussy? Yeah, you can okay. say Plum Pussy. <laughs> right. You can say Plum Pussy. pussy. Go okay. ahead, say it. Yeah, so it's called Plum Pussy. And it's been taking me three months. Three months. Three wow. Months. Wow. Yeah, because... It's different from a person who draws. Abstract is what we see, what we feel, and it's about a mood. So if I'm in the mood, I'm not painting. You know, so I, I start something today, I'll stop it and come back maybe two weeks later. So, but at least every two weeks, I'm doing something. Okay, that's very okay. cool. That's very, Thank very you. Cool. So now, um, if if you could, I guess, um, what what are some things you would like the audience to know about you and about your style when when you approach your art? Well, one of the things I try to distinguish myself by is that I am about the customer. So, of course, I pay out of passion. I pay out of a hobby at this point. But at the same time, it is a business. And I'm also painting because I want to see my artwork in someone's home, in someone's videos, at a staging, at a house. And uh, about four pieces that I've done have been commissioned work. So it's very personalized. I sit down with the customer. We talk about what they're looking for, the colors, the style, and I really try to uh, coordinate it and style it just the way the customer wants it. So that's what makes me different. That as an abstract artist, I list to the customer what they want. So instead, you know, if you're looking for a piece and you're going to Target, is that you want red and black circles, I can do red and black circles for you. <laughs> there you sure. Go. There you but go. it's going to be personal, it's going to be deep, and you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look good. <laughs> because it's a personal, customized piece. Very cool. Very cool. And now, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, you're on Instagram, social media, yes. website. Where are you at? Yes. So right now, I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. I am under abstract underscore Lila. Abstract so, underscore Lila. So, so, so your name, your your oh, art name backwards. Me. Yeah, I, okay. I did it backwards. I okay. don't do nothing regular. As you can see, I paint with Tupperware. Right. Paint with <laughs> chargers. That's awesome. And a charge Samsung charger. What What's the weirdest <laughs> thing you ever painted with? Oh well, we, we, weird for the audience. It might not be weird for you, but like, like, what's the most random fucking thing that you painted with? Are we be honest? Yeah. All right. So I had, <laughs> I had this old dildo, <laughs> and it was it was a circle. I'm fascinated by circles, so I tried to use the dildo as circles, but the circles were too small. <laughs> so I well, yeah, the dildo was too small. Did it work? It didn't work. The dildo was too small. It's too right, small. Right, right, right. No, no, no. <laughs> I saw some anal thing before, and then I was like, yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That, that is really funny. <laughs> now, do you have any other showings coming up? Uh, right now, no, I do not. Okay. Right now, I'm just working to do more. I actually had a collection, a 15 Peaks collection. I had a show at Peter Luger, and I uh, had a show in uh, Harlem. I did some shows in Manhattan, in Manhattan, up in Manhattan, and right now, I'm just doing more commission work. Okay. I do more personalized work. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you, are, um, are, are, do you, when you drink, what do you typically drink? I drink... Dark beer, like Guinness. Okay. I like tequila. I like vodka, but beer is my preference, like Blue Moon, IPA, things like that. Okay. And now the beer we poured for you today—that's yes. very different. That. What did you think of that? 
Totally honest. It's not ours. You can be brutally honest. No. It has a, an interesting finish. What is that? Well, it, it's called the Cezanne. I mean, Cezanne? Um, it, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, th those styles are pretty... It tastes really good. It's sweet. Well, Perry, how, how, well, how would you describe the Cezanne? And bitter. They're, used to, they're usually a little peppery, maybe. Okay. Uh, the, the yeast is very intense, mm -hmm. unlike most other beers. And some of them are sweet, some of them are funky. It really depends on what you're drinking. Um, I like it because it's interesting and it's not boring. Yeah. I don't Cezanne's, like boring beer. A well-done Cezanne is definitely not boring, that's yes. for sure. It's a beer that I can actually drink. <laughs> and on that note, I'll say cheers. Uh, cheers. Thank you cheers. so much for coming on the show. Thank really you. appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. This Absolutely. is awesome. Great. Have a good night. Cheers. Thank you. Have a nice one. All right. And uh, back at it again. We have back a very special it. guest. Sir, please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Mario Spapadonio. Uh, I'm an oil painter. That's really much it. Nothing much to talk about myself. Like, now, sir, like to know? are you Greek? Yes. All right, I'm half Greek. Oh, uh, yes, with Tiganis. Ah, kala. That's all you're going to hear. Yeah, that's yeah. it. My, my Greek's a little rusty, but... but yeah, I'm black. Yeah. <laughs> I had a chance to go Spoiler. to... Spoiler. <laughs> I had a chance to go to Greek school when I was like six, but like when you're six, your priorities are a bit different because it was Saturday school. Now it was either go to Greek school Saturday morning in the afternoon or stay at home, eat sugar cereal, and watch Power Rangers and Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Kind of went with the latter choice. So right. I know very little Greek. Well, you know what? Power Rangers is a good choice. Yeah. yeah. The White Rangers, the whole saga right there. As long as I continue to eat oh baklava and feta, I think I'm Greek <laughs> enough, you know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so uh, uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about your art and tell, tell us about the pieces, uh, the pieces you have here. All right. So I have one piece here. It's figure five. Um, so I'm really interested in how people react when they look at art. Uh, I think sometimes people kind of like try to like, they think art has to have a literal meaning when art's also an emotional thing. Um, when I was in school, I learned a little about surrealism and I learned that a lot of the best surrealistic pieces were very ambiguous. So what I do is I take human anatomy and I take away parts of the human body that I deem are unnecessary to speak an emotional language. And then replace it with like imagery on the body that's kind of like morphed, kind of deformed, that kind of like makes you feel a certain way. Wow. And I pose the figure in a certain position, and then I apply color to the background that helps amplify that emotion. So either you're supposed to be feeling what the figure is feeling, or the figure is making you feel something. So the, the condition is between you and the painting, rather than just the painting. You know what I'm saying? So my pieces are just about provoking the audience, essentially, into you feeling a certain way. And sometimes you may feel that feeling and then harken back to something from like, I don't know, childhood, something a few years ago. Like I remember when I felt like that. And now you have a personal connection with the artwork. So I just want to like make my audience react to something, but not on like a shock value way, more like on a personal level. I want my audience to connect with my work. So nothing is literally about anything with my work. It's more like ambiguous, but like it leans towards something. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, so that, yes, that's does. my work. So I mean, I know I can't like convert image into sound so you guys can understand. So if you guys are interested in following my art account on Instagram, it's at Mario's Papadonio. Uh, 
I just paint strange things. There's weird human anatomy. The skin tone's like pain gray. It's very sickly almost. So okay. it's slightly macabre, slightly surrealistic. That's pretty much it. So what's your process while you're going through that? Like, Oh, man. Uh, the process is pretty intense. Like, first, I like to conceptualize the type of feeling I want to, like, talk about or, like, share with the audience at first. Then I do concept sketches. Different human poses, different forms of imagery. I do process of elimination. What's too direct and what's not direct enough? I try to find a balance. Then I try to hire a model because I'm not as good as, like, these Renaissance and Baroque painters where they know anatomy like that. You know what I'm saying? So certain areas of the body where light bends, I'm going to need some help on, so I need a reference photo. Most artists do. And then I'll get a reference photo, I'll hire a model, and then the imagery that I want to make, like that, the club hand on that one, I'll sculpt it out of clay and reposition the same light source on the, the clay model as I did the model so the light source is similar. And then just the light from there to make it exactly how it is on the painting. And then I just paint it out. Wow, okay. So it's a long process. Like that painting took me three and a half weeks to paint, but the process to think of the idea took about a month before I started painting it. Okay. So I got like concept sketches just laying about my room and everything like that all over the floor. Sometimes like, I get paint, I step on them. My room's a mess. It sounds like, like, like as far as art and your relationship with it, it's very intense. It is very intense. I focus most of my time on it, yeah. Okay. Like I don't go out as much as I used to. Like when I was younger, I used to be really big into video games, going out, having fun. And I still love doing that, but like I found something that I love more, which is painting, and that's pretty much taken over my life. And I don't mind it per se. How long has it done that? About a year. About a year. About a year. And I've gotten like five paintings done. Because like I paint big. They range from five to six feet. I don't go any smaller than that. Because I feel like my work needs to speak louder, so it has to be bigger. The only thing that sucks is trying to get into places. Yeah. I can't fit in my car. I gotta rent like a van. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. I was thinking about selling my car and buying a van. But, like, if I drive around the neighborhood in a van, people are going to think I'm some kind of a rapist or something. <laughs> and I'm a pretty chill guy. I don't like rape. I don't think anyone likes rape, actually. No, Minus no rapists, one likes rape. Yeah. I, I don't think rape is that popular, no. No, not at all. Yeah. Very unpopular. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Unless maybe you're in Hollywood. Maybe it's popular there. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know. that's yeah. popular now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, I, I'm curious, sure. just real quick. So, you spend all this time, like, getting a model figuring out the lighting, doing all these concept sketches. Would you ever consider doing that with like 3D modeling? Like on a computer? You mean like a computer program? Yeah, yeah just, I, just to get an idea, like as you as you said, you like to kind of really work out what you're looking for. Yeah, you know what? Like I thought about it. I thought about doing a lot of things. I have to learn Photoshop. I want to learn 3D modeling because then I could do some really cool things that I would normally not do by hand. So down the road, absolutely. Yeah. So when I have more time and more funds, because I'm a good boy, I, I don't download, I don't download. So like, I try to like support companies, support music. I still buy music, you know? So yeah, so down the road, I would try to do that. But uh, right now, I don't have the funds to buy like a 3D rendering program, so. Gotcha, cool. So now, what, what is, um, you know, if you were to leave the audience with a description of your style, I mean, what would you want to leave the audience with? When people usually ask me how what my work's about or they give me their interpretation, I always ask, how does it make you feel? When you look at it and you fully embrace the piece, how do you feel? I asked a few people here tonight, they said threatened. That red is very violent. The figure is looking down at me and 
glaring at me with these big eyes. And he has this blunt hand that looks like he can clobber me to death. I feel like intimidated, like I don't compare to this person. And I'm like, I mission accomplished. I did what I wanted to do. So I tell him what my artwork is about, what I mentioned before about getting a certain reaction out of people, but gearing it towards a certain emotion. And you may harken back to that. But like, I don't, when people ask, like I said, what it's specifically about, I always ask, how does that make you feel? Then I'll segue into my art discussion, how I set everything up pretty much. So like feeling is important. And like, I always think when I'm making my pieces, my concept sketches, while I'm drawing these, I'm like, will they understand this? Not everyone's gonna understand your work. There's always going to be people out there that it goes over their head or they're going to take it too literally. But my general, genuinely, I just want a majority of people to feel close to what I'm feeling when I'm making this piece. Because when I create it, I'll sketch it out. Then I remove myself from the box of the artist and put myself in the, the, the position of the viewer. And I'll view it as a viewer and how it makes me feel. And I pretend that I don't have any artistic ability. And I try to understand, hmm, this makes me feel a certain way. The way this is shaped makes me uncomfortable in this area. You know what I'm saying? And I play around like that. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. It does. That, that, that's very interesting. Um, guys, do you have any, any, any uh, questions? No, I, I, I think that um, I, I'm really inspired by how intense and... and, and um, motivated you are with, with your art thank you yeah thank you so much yeah you definitely appear extremely passionate that that comes through a hundred percent thank you sure. man yeah, yeah man. And, and again it, um you said you're on social media instagram facebook all that good stuff yeah facebook i have like my own facebook and then i have an artist facebook that i just made because like i'm trying to expand the social media i'm primarily on instagram so it's just my name marios papadonio p-a-p-a-d-o-n-i-o-u you know, on Instagram. So that's pretty much it. And let me ask you, are you a beer guy at all? Yes, I'm more into wine and gin, but I do like beer. Uh, any type of beer particular that you like? Okay, so I'm not really knowledgeable in beer. Guinness is considered a drought, right? Or a stout? Guinness stout. Yeah. Stout, stout, I like stouts. A lot of stouts, like Guinness, Arrogant Bastard Ale, Black Hole Stout. Like, I had that recently. That was very coffee intensive. There was a lot of co coffee in that one. Very okay. dark, heavy. Um, I like dark beers a lot. Oh, I like cool. IPAs too. I've had certain IPAs where it was just too much grapefruit and I wanted to put my head through a table. Yeah. But like, I do enjoy IPAs. I just don't do light beers. That's the only thing I don't do. Fair enough. And those are, those are great words to, uh, to, to part <laughs> by. Yeah, man. What kind of beer do you guys have? My ass, uh, we have all kinds of beer. We have a bunch of IPAs. We, we have, have a bunch of IPAs, IPAs right now. Uh, Sours, Saison. We're drinking this uh, Bridge and Tunnel um, New York IPA, which is uh, infused with bagels. You know what? Is Actually, that offer of trying that beer out still on the table? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to try it, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll grab a cup in a bit. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely, okay. man. Well, thank you so much for hopping the show. Really appreciate it, No man. problem, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All right, this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We are back at it. We have another tremendously talented artist here with us. Sir, please introduce yourself. Well, my name is Tony Seeker, and I'm uh, very excited to be here tonight for this pop-up art show put together by Linda. And with the, the Beer Brothers over here, having my second <laughs> drink with them. Yeah, yeah, we had a little I bit like of I like that name, Beer Brothers. Beer Brothers is a good name. <laughs> it we is like a good that. name. We had, we, had, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, unfortunately, when we brought Tony on earlier which we, you know, we apologize for, but 
he his art is so compelling and what he had to say was so interesting that we had to bring him back and he just couldn't say no to another beer so here you are well i hope i can live up to my previous self uh, absolutely <laughs> so 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 tell us a little bit about your art here and what inspired it yeah so i'm an uh, abstract painter and i use very colorful colors acrylics i like to work on wood primarily i find that the colors mix well and they represent a philosophy that I've developed over my lifetime. Uh, early on, as a child, I used to paint uh, model airplanes in their camouflage colors that were expected in the instructions. But as I got older, I wanted to express myself and reflect other elements in my thought process. And inf influencing that was an experience of being a refugee from the Civil War in Lebanon in the 70s. Wow. After my family left there, we spent two years primarily in hotel rooms, uh, sequestered essentially, and I was trying to entertain myself uh, in addition to making prank phone calls and imitating Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, uh, and uh, you know, calling restaurants and making reservations before they had caller ID, uh, you know, prank reservations. I, I spent a lot of time painting these model airplanes, but I, instead of using the camouflage, I started coloring them with these very bright colors. And it wasn't only it was only until I became an adult that I reflected back, thinking that it was actually anti-anti-war protest or anti-war statement. And so that's kind of the root of where my art inspiration came from. And I see that in the world today, we still have a lot of refugees, and hope seems to be dim. And I'd like to change that to the extent that I have any influence. Uh, so um, what I did was I decided to uh, apply for a fellowship through the Obama Foundation yeah. to see if I could elevate my art to inspire uh, the younger generations of refugees to connect with my generation who have experienced positive experiences here in America and show them that there's hope for their future. And this way, hopefully that'll uplift them to say, well, you know, this is not the end of the world. We still have an opportunity to make something of ourselves and to have a good life. And from the other perspective, I'd like to have Americans, particularly young children, who can communicate with them at a young age, learn that they're just like them, and, um, you know, make it, make it part of their mind stamp so that when they grow up and they are they can influence their community they'll look at the refugees as one of their own rather than you know some foreign entity that we don't know or they're they're made out to be something that's sinister sure because really yeah. we're all human beings absolutely, absolutely. yeah and trying to i mean I, I mean it's very poignant at this 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 point in time right because absolutely we're dealing with a lot of that right now. definitely yeah and it really hits home with me uh, to see this whole whole thing come back you know when you're a kid you say well you know war is an antiquated thing you know we're all humans we can get along and then you get older and the wars keep coming back and there's still people discussing ideas that have been around for centuries and you would think that we would outgrow them but that hasn't been the case. So I don't expect to outgrow it in my lifetime, but to the extent that I can talk to people about my experience, I hope that they can take something away from it and maybe learn at an earlier age how they can change the world. And I think I, I see it in the younger generations now. 
they're much more forward-thinking than, than the people that I was in circles with when I was younger. So it is inspiring for me as well to see the younger artists and uh, politicians and spokespeople. Do you think any of that's part of the globalism of the world now? That there's so many more positions and mind views, and like you know, you, you can learn a lot more about the world as a whole much more easily than you used to be able to, you know, decades ago. Right. Absolutely. Uh, some people uh, talk about you know having overseas experiences changes your life, and uh, you know I was asked once if you could change one thing in the world or get rid of one thing, what would it be? And I guess. In the, in the spirit of John Lennon, it would be borders. Because if we didn't have borders, then it's, we don't really have something to compare each other on based on the highest level of differentiation. Yeah. Um, of course, that would create some other problems, but the idea is that we're always competing in this world. And uh, I don't want to get too political, but the idea is if you, you're right. I think if, if with global thinking, we really have to get there because we're ruining the earth, and uh, you know, capitalism is fine if we can in engage in a way that doesn't destroy the world. But I don't see that happening in front of me right now. Right. I see the reverse. You know, money drives pr production. It drives products, and we live in a society that's a consumption-oriented society. We do. We do that. We live. I, I think it's also like that. We, we have a lot of business that is in cahoots with the government right now, and I, I, I think that's very dangerous. Not to get, not to make this too much of a political right. podcast. No, yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of things that are fucked up and wrong right now. Yeah. And, um, but you know what? We, we, to your point, not to make it too political, uh, which which is a little hard these days. So maybe our our show's a little refreshing in that we're not very political. Um, <laughs> But just getting back to the pieces you have here, if you could just talk about your motivation behind those pieces. Especially, let, let's start with the Moulin, the, the Moulin Rouge. Right. So Moulin Rouge, uh, it's, uh, it's reminiscent of the, the, the uh, French Moulin Rouge, which is somewhat famous. Red colors, there's a little bit of yellow, black. It's a little bit mysterious and intriguing. The Moulin Rouge idea, actually, I... Um, when we left uh, Lebanon, we actually lived in Paris for a year. And so that part of my memory was kind of lodged in there, and it's hard for me to forget that. So I have a lot of thoughts about that. But one of the things that I really like about abstract art, it doesn't tell you what to think or feel. It's up to you to bring it out in yourself. So whereas with song, for example, you're told what to think or feel, with instrumental music, it comes from the heart and you have to find your own inspiration. And I feel it's the same thing with abstract art. So uh, one of the uh, ideas with the Moulin Rouge is to give it a name, but to let people go where they want with it. And with my other piece, which is called Vitesse, which means speed or it's also a term for stick shift, the inspiration for that one actually was uh, directly from leaving Lebanon with a book in my hand, which was the Guinness Book of World Records. And in the book, Lebanon was in the records for two things. One was the biggest bank robbery ever, and the other one was for the most honks by cars per minute per square mile. <laughs> yeah. And Vitesse is kind of a reflection of that because in Lebanon, the way people drive, as you, know, you might know here with taxi drivers, 
uh, people call them crazy here, but we think they're the best drivers in the world. You know, I think they would outrun NASCAR or Paris-Dakar. I mean, these, these racers on the regular roads have no lights, no stop signs. Oh, they wow. go down roads backwards. So, uh, you know, to me, those are the greatest drivers in the world. But Vitesse is about speed, it's about the stick shift, and it's about the Guinness Book of World Records. So it's putting all of that together uh, in that painting. Wow, that, 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 I like that. Absolutely. I like that a cool. lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> so, so now, if, if people want to find out more about your art, where can they go to kind of learn more about you and, and about what you do? Thank you. Yeah, my name is Tony Seeker, S-E-K-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, at Klaxon du Soleil, C-L-A-X-O-N-D-U-S-O-L-E-I-L. And Klaxon du Soleil means... Uh, the klaxon uh, is the honk in French or horn of the sun and it's a blast of the sun literally translated and it's an expression like a joie de vivre or bright explosion of color and, and power uh, which reflects kind of my art and I got that moniker really from putting together all these components in my lifetime and I thought that reflected you know my, my philosophy and, and artistic uh, intentions okay That's very great. cool very mm -hmm. cool Guys, do you have any 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 parting questions for our yeah, yeah. guests? Yeah, do, do you have any um, upcoming shows, or is your art anywhere right now? Oh, thank you. Yes, I actually uh, I have art in a couple of galleries. One is in Piermont, New York, at the Piermont Flywheel Gallery, and uh, we actually have a show next Friday, uh, which I'm not sure if this will hit the air by then, but that that's uh, coming up. And then I have some art in a gallery in Utah called the Artworks Gallery. In Utah? In Utah, okay. of all places. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Diversify. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're in those two places, and then you can, of course, check my website by the same name as well. Okay. Very well. And, uh, and, and what did you think about this second beer that you had all with right. us tonight? Let me double check it. This is the, uh, we'll tell you a little bit about it real quick, uh, Ridgewood Brewery in, in a Ridgewood border of Brooklyn, Queens. It's a New York-style IPA. It's actually brewed with um, New York bagels. So yeah. uh, a little bit of a, a, of a New York uh, yeah, tie yeah. in there. It's as big, you know, you got, you got your Boston IPAs, and the guy was like, eh, I'm going to put it with some bagels, make some Well, I'm looking New forward York to the derivative IPAs. with the Bialy, but this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate Thank you. it. Cheers. Great finish Thank on you. this beer. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right, so we got some nods going on in the background, some Illmatic, and we got we got another guest right here. Sir, please introduce yourself. Yo, my name is Mathematics Patterson, and I'm um, coming from East New York, Brooklyn. We in a building, you heard? Oh, wow, wow, okay. Mathematics, is that uh, is that religious? No, nah, that's uh, my my dad was one of those uh, Wu-Tang guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I know mathematics, that's a DJ, yeah, right? Nah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Um, his name was uh, Allah Mathematics, so, you know, coming from the loins I'm baby math you know what I mean so <laughs> you know <laughs> facts we in a building though okay there you go there you go so so uh tell us a little bit about what you do um I'm a visual artist I'm also a community activist you know uh being from a marginalized neighborhood you know what I mean I think it's important to you know give back I think that's the role of the artist as well to give back to the community in which you serve absolutely you know, so um absolutely. That's one thing that I'm into. I'm into the arts. I love the children. You know what I mean? I love painting with the children. I love, you know what I mean, creating a, a better work and mind space for us, you know, because it's a lot of gray and black and green and all that nasty stuff. So 
You know, that's a little, just a little sim- Oh, I skate. You know, so shout out to all my skaters out there. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. We definitely thrashing out there. And, um, <laughs> oh, and I love cookies, so I make my own cookies and stuff like that. So <laughs> you make your own cookies? I mean, I've never what, done what, what kind of cookies are these? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what type the of cookies I'm talking okay. about. The Boombaye cookie. I've never done that in my life, but but I, I heard they're really good. Oh, uh, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> these, these are some cookies I need to try. These are some cookies I need to get my hands on. Yeah, yeah facts. Get you a sweet okay. tooth someday. Okay, so go. so so tell me how, um, like, when you started to do art and, like, how it developed over time. Uh, well, basically, my mom's is an artist. My grandmother's an artist. But, but we're talking to a lot of people that, that have done, yeah, their parents are artists. Yeah, so I come from the, I think I would, like, a thousand years ago, a million years ago, we were those that family where the guy was like, I need a scribe written. And he'll call on us. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's, it's, it's always been like that. We've always been to the arts, um, whether we were dancers. Um, my uncle was actually the first uh, guy to hand paint the buses in New Orleans. Wow. So, you know, we, that's just something that's just been in our, our family forever. So that's, you know. Okay. Okay, now, now tell, tell us about uh, your art now. Oh, my art now is just, um, it, I, I don't want to use the word nostalgic, because that's kind of whack, you know, but I'm just thinking about what's missing, and I'm thinking about what should be seen in the next 20, 30 years. Yes. So I'm just trying to capture those moments again and uh, present uh, a newer mindset or somewhat, you know what I mean, what I'm, I'm looking at. Like, I'm doing a piece on the Power Rangers, but all the Power Rangers right now, like, they're throwing up gang signs. Feel <laughs> <laughs> you know I me? Mean? Like, like that's my shit. Like, I'm I'm from the gang era. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, like I grew up watching Colors and shit for my bigger brothers and boys in the hood. So, yeah. I'm thinking about movies. that. So, you know what I'm saying? Classic so, movie. Cla- yeah, for sure. Classic movie. So, so as you're going through your art and you, and you're creating it, like, what's your process? Like, what what are you feeling? What's going through your head? Like, what, like you know, what is your process when you're creating? Oh, the process is just um, inspiration. It's inspiration. It's purely like what people are talking about, what, um, you know what I mean, what I can relate with and the people close to me can relate to too. You know, like, I'm not going to paint anything that I don't really know nothing about or, you know, try to act like I'm this type of artist and stuff like that. Like, and I won't promote no hate through my paintings either. Like, so I'm not painting nothing about Trump. I'm not painting nothing about wars and all that other stuff. Like, and no slavery. No slavery. Definitely positivity. No yes, everything is positive. Like, okay. Right. And some some way, cause we still throwing up gang signs over right. here. Right. Okay. It's a whole lot of gang shit. It's about family. Yeah, it's about family. Fact. It's a whole lot of gang shit, but. You know yeah. what I mean? We making that happen. So, so I got. I, I mean, you a hip hop dude, obviously. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I gotta ask questions. So you, you're top five. What, what are you top five artists? Give me top three. Top three. Now, top I'm gonna give you top five. All right. Top five. You gotta put Jay in there. I'm Jay not man. gonna lie. I like Biggie, but I'm not a Biggie fan. Whoa. Whoa. I'm not a Whoa. Biggie fan like that. That's a bold I, statement in Brooklyn. That's I mean, yeah, statement. but I didn't grow up on like the big. Like I grew up on the J. You right. know what I'm okay. saying? So like. All right. Um, Lupe. Lupe Fiasco is definitely in oh, my yeah. top five. All right. Um, who else? Oh, Dylon, 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 and Dylon. <laughs> he spits hot fire. He spits hot fire. Like everything else, everything else is like, I don't know. I don't know who to really put in it. I really like um, up and coming artists. Oh, yeah, Kanye. 
He's definitely Odin. in my top five. Right. Yeah. Um, and Dylon. Yeah, like, right. like <laughs> Dylon. <Dylon's laughs> that, that, that's totally fine. That's a fact. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's it, you know? So, so now, if, if people want to find out more about, you know, who you are, what you do, like, what, 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 where are you at? Your social media, websites, what do you got? Yeah, so um, I have a, a website that I need to pay because Weebly is busting my balls right now. Hey! <laughs> balls. But um, mathematicspatterson.com. It's um, mathematics with an A, not an E. All right? So don't go on Google. Try to find me with an E because you're not going to find me. Okay. Um, I have a Instagram like everybody else does. Almighty underscore math. And you know what I'm saying? That's it. Okay. Well, oh, well, and I'm in East New York. So if you ever want to catch me on a block, you catch me on Miller. Because that's where I'm <laughs> from. Shout, you know shout out to Miller. Yeah, shout they're just out there posting. Now, what, 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 what upcoming shows do you have? So I'm, I'm actually a part of a show right now with my boy Extra Ketchup. We're doing the one show that's one, um, two artists, one language. We're just trying to show um, everybody out there that you could do whatever you want with, within a space. You know what I mean? And um, capitalize off that some way, whether if it's in financially or with the artistry. Um, we're doing that here at Image Gallery. Uh, the next show, we're going to do a snack and paint with the kids. You know, we had our opening on the first. It was super dope. That's what's um, up. Yeah, man. I, like, I was getting comments like people said they left with the chills. Wow. I was just like, wow. oh, shit. You know what I mean? But this time, we're going to focus more on the children and the parents. You know what I mean? Those who can't come out to actually purchase paintings. We still want to keep that vibe going where we can show another generation that you, you could paint. Like, just because it's not a curriculum in your schools anymore doesn't mean that you can't be an artist and live off of it. So we want to show them that and keep that ball rolling because that's yeah. important. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cool. Yeah, they're always train track. They're always trains to be painted. Yeah, like, you know, and, yeah. and we got the uh, our fashion show on the 29th. So we're going to do that. You where's, know what I mean? Where, where's that happening? That's going to be here, too. Image Gallery. Image Gallery. Yeah, man. So they hold Yo, it down for you. Yeah, man. Shout out to Los, man, for putting that on. My man Bobby Moses, for real. He's in Miami right now enjoying the Basel. Oh, yeah, our Basel. That's where our boy uh, Dylan. Or is he yeah. Bob has. Yeah, man. Okay. He needs to get back up here, man. That shit is whack, man. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, they got the Wu-Tang playing down there this week, though. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, yeah, Wu Tang down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I wish I was down there. It's like 14 <laughs> degrees up here right now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, these dudes are in shirts out there. Oh yeah. man, tank tops and flip flops. Like, who who ain't like that, right? You know what I'm saying? But that's what I got going on. And um, next year I'm planning um, San Francisco Art Basel. You know, so nice. it's the international approach. We working on that and. Uh, Making things happen. That's all it's about. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I got to ask. So so when you're drinking, what's your drink of choice? Um, yo, bro, you can pass me that bottle behind <laughs> there right there. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this picture. He's got, yeah, let's get the picture. Yeah, yeah this is, that's, that's my bottle of choice, man. Rosé for the champions, man. Rosé is for the <laughs> champions. That's all. I mean, I love beer and stuff like that, but I'm, it's real celebrate. I'm celebrating life right now, so there every time go. I drink, I'm popping a bottle. For real. <laughs> there you go. I'm not there lying. You. I'm not lying. This That's is what awesome. I'm doing I, I right now. It. I respect it. I respect it, too. I respect it, too, man. 
That's yeah, my joint. Anything? Is there anything you want to leave the audience with? Anything about what you do, your artwork, that you want to just let everybody know about you? Yeah, I'm just a dude from East New York, Brooklyn, that just loved the paint. Um, I love the paint. I love the paint. And um, as an artist, it's your responsibility to give back to the community in which you come from or where you're at. And I just want to let artists know that, that that's really important to keep it going for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years because it's, I want to be known. Well, not known, but I want people to understand that, you know, it's possible. I'm just, I'm thinking that role right there. And um, just Very keep it going. Keep, keep that ball rolling because... We got we got youth that we got to take care of now, you know our grandparents they they putting our feet their feet up, so sure. soon we're gonna be the grandparents and um, I'm just trying to I'm ready for that and uh, you know I'm ready to go to the Hall of Fame too so I'm just putting out good work good quality okay. work and um, being the best that I can be that's it you know okay now you off the J yeah I'm off the J what's I'm, the line what's the stop Van Sicklin. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Van Sicklin. Shout out um, to Van Sicklin. Yeah, I'm off the um, the A. That's Van Sicklin too. Okay. I'm off the three. That's Van Sicklin too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so you just repping Van Sicklin right now? No, no, no. I'm representing Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's around the corner. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta walk around the corner to get to the street. <laughs> but yeah, I'm from I'm from East New York, man. That's that's all that matters. I, I'm, I'm from um, the lineage of Dondi. Um, we got dudes like Foot. We got dudes like Flav. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just continuing that 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 path that they set for us, okay. and um, keeping that ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? Because it's important. Okay. It's it's East Brooklyn now. East Brooklyn. <laughs> East Brooklyn. Gentrification's coming for you, man. It's, it's coming, coming for us too, man. So you know, I'm 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 making I'm making sure that you know what I'm saying. I represent before you know. It becomes East, you know what I mean? Or it just becomes a part of Brooklyn. It's, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. For real. Okay. You know, for all the mafiosos that's out there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. All right, man. For sure. I mean, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us, man. We really appreciate it. Yo, I appreciate y'all, man. Bed today, bed tomorrow, man. Uh, this was like spur of the moment like y'all just put me on and i appreciate that you know what i'm yeah, saying no problem, for man. real for real absolutely so you absolutely. know yeah man we're all about we're all about community we're all about just you know connecting with cool people and, and you know just getting fucked up and talking about what you love to do i mean that oh, could man, be better I than that, that. <laughs> sir, cheers cheers man cheers, cheers, man. cheers. cheers, cheers. man to the champions man to the champions there you go <laughs> I like what y'all doing over here too, man. Y'all never seen a podcast at, at an art show. Really? Never. Oh, we do. We do them a lot. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I appreciate that, man, because it's a it's a voice that's kind of like cut out a little bit. You know, it's like you can talk about rappers and shit all day, and that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But there's a we're the fifth element of hip hop, somewhat. You know oh, what I'm saying? And, I mean, hip-hop is art. So yeah, exactly. I've so seen Star apart. Wars. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So we need yeah. to get that cracking, too. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For real. Yeah. Oh, All right, man. man. Very cool. Up, man. Very cool, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, man. Awesome. So, yo, so, um, oh, yeah, man. Today's my birthday, too, man. Well, I just happy turned birthday. 30. Happy birthday. Yeah, man. I just yeah, turned 33, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. I'm loving life right now and stuff like that, you know. So I appreciate y'all for making my birthday a little bit more happy. Man, oh, absolutely. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. Right. For real. All right, awesome, man. 
All right, that's what's up. All right, man. It's a, it's a great, another great show, BTBT, laying down another dose of dopeness. Uh, hope you guys out there are enjoying this shit. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, wherever you are in the world, you know, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. That's yeah. it.